Hello and welcome back to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. And I'm Paul O'Callaghan. Delighted to have you back, Paul. It's been a little bit of a gap between since we've last done things uh, on the podcast. Um, it was just over a month ago when we were at Tipex in Harrogate when you were over for that which was a good weekend. Unfortunately, the podcast we had recorded there with Chris, uh, the microphones didn't connect to my computer and it ended up trying to record it all off the internal mic, so it didn't work. But anyway, we're back here now and we're hopefully on a good, going to be on a good roll of podcasts right up until Christmas um, because we've got plenty of stuff on the go um, to talk about. Lots of things are happening. Um, Aye, so we'll just crack on with it, crack on with it. How are you? What have you been up to over the past few weeks and things? You've been keeping busy between driving and photographing and all that? Yeah, been very busy lately, Dougie, yeah, flat out. So I've been doing, confined to Irish work. Well, I haven't been confined, it's probably the wrong word to use, but I've been um, engaged on on domestic work for the past uh, two months. So this is a, this is a guy I've, I've driven for before. In the, over the past few years, come and go a little bit. Whenever he's busy, I'll, I'll come back. So I've um, last year I did, I did a month, and then 2018 I was there for a good good part of the year. So I'm back in the in the truck that I've been driving before that that 172 R580. It's a, a beautiful truck to drive. Nice, fully kitted out air suspension, all the all the bits and bobs I was probably on about before, and pulling a, a brand new Staz walking floor trailer. And oh yeah, that's probably what I do. That's probably what I do for maybe 80, 90 percent of the time, and then occasionally I get to pull uh, get to pull a low, uh, one of two low loaders. Probably more so lately, a, a three axle GT trailer, which are a Turkish built trailer, quite a heavy trailer, nine foot wide, a little bit wider, and um, with with aluminium ramps. You know, they're not the hydraulic ones; they're ones you kind of lift on, mm-hmm. lift on uh, yourself manually. So a little little bit of that, but no, I've been quite enjoying it, Dougie. Um, Monday to Friday gig, um, so I'm home home every evening, and I get the truck home as well. So that's it's quite nice to be able to just wake up in the morning and the truck is. Truck oh, that's all right. If you're getting to take the truck home, you're sitting outside. Yeah. That's not bad. No, it's 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 nice. Just yeah, and you're just kind of in into your day's work straight away. So I've had I've had a fair bit of stuff on. You know, just little things I was going to over the past few weekends. So it's it's nice just to have that to be able to able to plan things around and be around for so that's that's it i'm going to stay at um i'll stay at this work dougie until probably on uh, christmas time uh it's not far away now it's coming in fast no it's not far away no no so it's a lot of the work is uh we're we're mostly moving wood wood chip so there's there's a power station here close to where i live so it's it's quite good in uh, really close to everything so I'd rather bring the wood chip out there you could be doing maybe four five sometimes about six loads a day what's but, the, where's uh, the wood chip come from is that like byproducts from no, other industries yeah, or things or is it like fresh wood that they've chopped down and things it's it's yeah it's ex- exactly it's fresh wood that's been chopped specifically if I can get mm-hmm. that word out um, to, to burn so it's a peat burning power station traditionally it was a peat burning power station and uh, what's happening now is that uh, the burning of peat is going to be um it's going to be uh banned so they're still is the, that the like harvesting. altogether they're going to ban it like totally Are you still be able to do it like like homeowners like privately well yeah the yeah. homeowners and, and privately uh, that'll still continue for for a while but we'll just say on on an commercially it's getting banned yeah if you want to if you want to 
but there's still quite a lot of peat that which has been harvested over the past uh, few years so they, they probably have another maybe year or two uh, stock worth of stuff that's already been harvested and piled up but um just getting back to the the wood chip this is these are basically um i think you've got about three different categories of uh, of logs I, i'm not really it's not really my my uh, field of expertise but you know you have the stuff that goes in for manufacturing the, the top grade stuff mm-hmm. and then you have the lower grade stuff so obviously the lower grade stuff a lot of it goes in for for wood chip so it's it's left to it's it's left to dry for about a year you know log trucks come in and and and, and stack it up into into neat uh, big long piles and then uh, after about a year when it's dry enough uh, wood chipper truck with a wood chip on the back but chipper on the back comes in mm-hmm. chips it we're we're loading off that and uh, and also then there's stuff as imported like there's a not far from where i live about a half an hour there's a huge pile there was something like 1300 loads of of wood chip uh piled up there so there's a massive pile which which we're also drawn from and uh what else uh sunflower sunflower uh pellets have been drawn those as well they're also used in the in the power station in, in burning so a little little bit of variety but definitely that whole biomass sector i'm sure mm. people have seen that written on the side of trailers that thing is just getting uh, bigger it's, and bigger all the time just to, to, to power uh, or, or satisfy our, our energy needs it is, it's, it's, it's all the rage that we've had that cop 26 conference in glasgow and everything and all over the world they're, they're going on about ending our dependence on fossil fuels and and, and all that stuff so it's they're not wanting to use uh, oil or gas or especially not coal and things that are i'd be interested to see what, what Un- the emissions figures are against all these new things that they're burning as opposed to coal and what the difference is i'd like to I'd like to know that but, yeah um, that's the thing well, but I don't, it's interesting uh with, with fossil fuels yeah, so and oil and things a- it's you know it's mm, Oil is used to make all sorts of different things like paint and plastics and all sorts of stuff. So you can't really get rid of oil altogether. But I don't know. I've been trying to avoid it on the telly because it was winding me up kind of periodically when it came on all during the week. All the politicians having a having a, having their um, their conference and everything and flying in here in private jets and stuff like that. So, mm, do as I say, but yeah, not as I, I agree. Do. I'm. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of. Uh, I'm kind of over this whole. Uh, we're just. It's. It's like we're just being. Uh, every minute of the day, we're just being beaten down with this whole climate change and and carbon and emissions, and it's just like, geez, just give it a rest. It's just going on and on and on. So, um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I've, <laughs> I know I brought up the topic, but uh, I, for one, I'm, uh, have definitely had had enough of it. You know, and and just just we'll leave it on this note, but um. When when we see what's happening in in China, like they're they're ramping up their their uh, coal burning stations, like they're they won't hit peak uh, peak emissions until twenty thirty. So they're they're actually burning more and more all the time. So what we're doing over here, being taxed to death and flogged for all this, is actually making no difference whatsoever on the on, on a global scale. But anyway, just to lighten the note. A little bit. Um, I mean, we, could, we could really I, get into that sort of political side of things, but yeah, we won't. But people <laughs> probably, yeah, exactly. I know. Not I know. I, know. I, brought, I brought it up, but <laughs> not on the first podcast. No, we'll we'll bore people. But anyway, just it's just yeah. no harm to. Just to mention a little bit about the um, the trailers. Uh, I don't know the, how familiar you are with the walking floor walking trailers. Floors. It's not something I've ever done before. To be honest with you. Um, I know a couple yeah. of guys that do do run it, so I could probably get onto a walking floor if I wanted to. But uh, the opportunity mm. has never presented itself uh, during the course of uh, any lorry driving work that I've done. So, is this the first time you've done walking floor work? 
No, I've done this. I've been I've been doing this kind of on and off since uh, about three years ago, and uh, I quite I quite enjoy it because uh, the sort of places you're going to there's there's no nonsense like you go and there's no waiting around. You go and load up and and you you go and tip straight away. It's all um, it's all pretty kind of straightforward work. But the trailer I'm pulling at the moment is a Staz, which are a Belgian brand. I just a couple of the, a couple of the brands which. Which uh, which I've noticed around there. Staz are I, I I presume are are pretty well up there in terms of sales figures. Um, then we've got BMI, Brendan McIvana, which are Irish made trailers. They're made up in up in County Monaghan. Uh, the company I'm working for at the moment has quite a few uh, Lagrasse trailers. They're French built as well. And mm-hmm. um, then we've got a couple of Dutch ones there. There's Nappen and and Cracker. So it's it's just something that I've, I've been starting to get. Kind of interested in lately. I don't really know know a huge amount about it, but they're, they're, it's an ingenious method of of, of offloading. Um, Aye, so when you've got the walking floor trailer, yeah. I mean, there's obviously there's a clearly an advantage to that compared to a tipper because with the tipper going up in there, you're at risk of the thing you know collapsing or going over on its side, which the walking floor can't do. But is there anything that you kind of need to know? Is there anything you need to kind of develop it's, particular? skills on with them when you're like ejecting the stuff or loading it things like that not 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 particularly no it's 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 pretty straightforward you can't really um stuff it up so the trailer that the, the one i've got at the moment has a has a remote control so there's a big door at, at the front which has a mat at the bottom of it and as the mo- the load is moving back it kind of cleans the floor as as it as it goes along so um, there's if you don't keep if the rails are not clear enough sometimes the, the doors can jam and or you know if they're a little bit older but I have no trouble at the moment nice new trailer nice there's absolutely no there's no hassle um, uh, don't have the big advantage of the one I have now at the moment I've got an automatic tarp system which I never had before with the old ones you had to uh, you had to get up uh, to open it in you had to wind it with a handle and then pull it with a with a long kind of a long rope attached attached mm. to the strap you know from the from the ground which I never I never minded but uh, now, now that I've got the auto automatic tarp, it's it's made things an awful lot easier. You just have two two straps to do on the side, and uh, I think it's it's all probably to do with you know health and safety and mm-hmm. stopping lads climbing up. But it's uh, the tarp is designed by a company called Sherco, who, who are American, and I've noticed that said that they like so it just it just it's on an electric motor and it just pulls it across level across the top of the trailer, which is fine for a lot of loads. But the likes of wood chip where it's going to be piled up high. It's actually no good, so you have to you have to get up. If the if the guy who's loading you doesn't doesn't leave it um, level with the top of the trailer, you have to get up and walk it down. So it kind of defeats the purpose. Whereas with the Lagrasse, I notice it's a it's a much uh, more advanced system where it's got a hydraulic ram which kind of lifts the tarp up and then over. So um, that's that's probably the biggest thing that I've that I've noticed with them lately. Some of them have steering axes. Actually, there's an interesting one. The trailer I'm pulling at the moment were on drum brakes, whereas we've they seem to have gone back to drum brakes after having a lot of problems with uh, with disc brakes and stones getting caught in there and and um, definitely the, the lads say that yeah. they're, they're not do, more fond of the. I do brakes. know some operators that specifically seek out trailers with drum brakes on them as opposed to disc brakes. They find them to be much more reliable. Uh, and less um, demanding in terms of maintenance and repairs than the disc brake versions. Um, I can't say I've ever really noticed the difference when I've been picking up trailers. I mean, <laughs> if it had drums or discs on it or anything um, at all, I, it's not something I've ever tended to look at on a trailer. Maybe I should start looking and yeah. see if I can tell a difference. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, as far as driving goes, I don't notice it. But you can just, 
you'd know by looking at the I suppose looking at the rims whether it's on on drums or or discs. But uh, what I was driving uh, a G four fifty as well while the the five eighty was in getting uh, DOE and and service. So it was in a little G four fifty. I don't know if I mentioned that. Before is that, a, is that a next once. gen or a classic shape? No, uh, classic shape. I should have said that. Sorry. G four fifty. Two pedal, three pedal, what? manual. Uh, Two pedal, two pedal, mm. and I have to say it was um, the the only thing I didn't like about it was it was quite bouncy. So on on some of the bad roads here, just because you were sitting there. No, no, she was mid lift, mm. but uh, it was just very bouncy. But on a on a good road, I have to say that that was a gutsy little performer. That that little uh, four fifty, I had no had no hassle with it at all. I was actually pulling a, a Stas tipping trailer with that, so we were loaded to loaded the full weight, and um, it, it got along all right. That be forty six tons. 46. Oh, so we're only, we're only or, 44 here, eh? So you've got a bit extra. Give or, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. But it's interesting because when I, I was actually going up to, uh, I was going up to the north, so um, when when the guys up there, I was I was loading in a, in a quarry, uh, stuff to come back down and um, he'll, he'll put on, I think he was putting on maybe, I don't know, was it like three buckets, pretty big cat loader with three buckets and then then you drive on to the waybridge and then he puts on the last bucket while you're on the waybridge he's able to see the scales and they'll get they'll get you right up to 44 tons but then when you're down in the south it's it's 46 tons so mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that you've got two different weights in the in the one country but no, quite, I, I believe you were saying you're going to be driving a next gen g450 xt i'm back out driving um well, when the podcast's uh, out uh, next during this week, I will be out driving up my first time out since May when I had the Iveco S-Way, and it's an 8 eight before tipper that I'm driving um, on aggregate. It's possibly a bit of tar. That's what I did full-time from 2014 through to 2016 where I had the Foden Alpha 16-speed um, manual cat uh, powered with Taylor Morrison which is a fantastic truck but I'm out driving for Archie Johnston who we met at Tipex um, and I mentioned it in that podcast with, with the Mineral Products Council chap um, yeah Archie said um, can I give you a shout if I need any dri- I need some driving cover and I said yeah by all means I'm needing to get back out anyway and do some stuff um, so yeah he gave us a shout and said would you be able to come out so it's not, it's not a demonstrator lorry this time it's one of his it's uh, one of his newer Scania's. It's a G4. It's either a four ten or a four fifty XT, uh, which has got the Opticruise gearbox in it. He's he's got a few manuals still with the Scania's, but he is moving towards autos now simply because uh, of drivers. Really, he would just as happily have manuals, but it's getting people that can drive them now. It's getting increasingly difficult. So I think it's quite a fresh uh, modern lorry. So. I'll be um, running about, so probably be into some of the quarries I used to run in, run in around sort of Edinburgh, the Lothians and Lanarkshire. So it should be a decent week. I'll be home every night. It's early start, but that won't do me any harm anyway um, to get a bit of a good bit of routine going yeah. and get back out. Uh, quite looking looking forward to it, really. I've had to dig out my orange trousers and all my full high-vis gear and everything that I used to have, and I'm glad to see that the trousers are still fit me, which is good. That's good, yeah. Uh, I was my starts. Um, I think what was well generally about kind of quarter to six in the morning. But then I was I had a few early ones where I was on the road for on the road for four a.m. because we were we were just uh, trying to get everything done. When, how much sleep do you get? Like what time will you get off to sleep? <sighs> yeah, I, don't, I generally don't have any problem falling asleep. I, I, I like to get about if I can get uh, maybe seven seven hours. Sometimes if you're getting up really early in the morning, like if you're getting up at 
you know, half three or something, like I'm 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 still not gonna be in bed that early. So then you could be down to like five six hours but then mm-hmm. i'll try and make up for dan you know if, if yeah i suppose seven would be a would be a kind of a round figure doggy if if i can maybe do weekends if i can get a bit more I'll, by all means i'll I'll take it oh so i'm wondering how tired i might be i've been trying to force myself back into a routine going back into the office and things because i've been at home for that for that long yeah. which i didn't really it wasn't a situation i really wanted to yes. be in but i'm just wondering how i wonder if i'll be able to get to sleep tonight okay yeah. And if I can get up in the morning, okay, I'll probably be, I'll, I'll be uh, probably quite groggy anyway. But by the end of the week, I'll have forced myself into a good early yeah. start routine, which is what I desperately, yeah, I desperately sort of need. It's a little and bit of routine. I've booked, I've booked mm, lorries yeah. for the next, uh, for not only November. I've booked trucks for December, January, and February. I've got the Volvo FH16 in December, and then I've got a Scania 530S V8 which is a slightly unusual model. We don't see too many of them going about, but we're um, quite curious to see how that will perform against uh, the the 540 to see, see what the difference is between the two. Because, you know, that's... And uh, uh, the month after, I do actually have the R540, so I'm doing a lot of Scania driving, which, you know... Not a bad, not a bad thing really, but that will take me through into next spring, no. which I'm really pleased about. Which I'm really pleased about because I need to be out driving anyway. It's I need to be um, exactly. reviewing stuff for the magazine, and it's also good for me anyway to get me out and away for the desk in the office because it does my head in being stuck there all the time. So aye, well, good busy times know, going right I've, through I, New Year. I've 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 found um, I was just that lately as well. What you were saying, like I just it's quite nice being able. It's it's grand, you know, being writing articles and i'm sure you're, you're you you need to spend a lot of time at the desk but it's hard to beat just doing a little bit of kind of monday to friday set routine kind of uh, work for every, every now and then it's just just for your own um mental well-being as well and just getting out and about on the road and and um well just one thing you when you were asking me there about being tired I, one thing i know it's big time is uh like even you know when you're getting up really really early in the morning is you kind of have to be careful about what, what you eat and when you eat like if you if you eat, uh, like a lot of times I get up in the morning and, and I just have a cup of coffee and, you know, you're on the road really early and then maybe around, you know, nine or ten o'clock I'll have something like you won't, probably won't have any bread, like it'll be wrapped, you know, sausages or pudding or something I've brought with me or soup. But um, I think the mistake sometimes is if you, if you, and I've done this before a lot in the past, at lunchtime, have a big, have a lunch with a lot of carbs and like a lot of bread and next thing oh, you're that's... falling asleep, asleep in the afternoon. So I've, I've learned myself, like there's days now when, I was thinking, geez, I wasn't tired at all all day, and even though I didn't get a huge amount of sleep, I think a lot of it is to do with what you eat as well. So, just uh, another one as well. Uh, you mentioned as well that you're going to be driving the Scania 540 six cylinder, mm-hmm. and I see that is going to be replaced in the not too distant future well, that's by the 560. We should, and we should probably talk about that. Yeah. Scania's new launch last week. Ah, it's you're right enough. The 540 yeah. is being replaced by the 560. Now that is very much taking the 13 litre into V8 territory. And I think that Scania are, well, Scania just had a massive conference at Eurocentral, the new mega depot near Glasgow. And they were talking about the roadmap beyond fossil fuels and things. Scania, all the major manufacturers are massive on this, but it's not all about like electric trucks and things. We've got a long way to go with the combustion engines. But I, I kind of suspect that they're yeah. trying to move customers away from the V8 and trying to soften up quite a number of them <laughs> um, to get them away from them. And that's this 560 is very much uh, designed to do that if it can... Uh, if it can do like 90 90 95 percent of anything that a v8 can do 
sort of normally why would you need one but you know people there's a lot of guys out there that will give up that v8 you know you know when they pry their cold dead fingers off the steering wheel really <laughs> scania's gonna have a task if that's <laughs> if, if that's what? what they're intending to well, do and there's no guarantee that there is but i suspect that I suspect that the V8 has a, a finite lifespan and it may not... 2040 is the year that they're going to sell the last combustion engine truck, apparently. I'm not sure I believe that. Um, okay. But, you know, I, I wonder if the V8 no. may be long gone by the time that comes around. Who knows? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Like, and I, I've just... Um, I paid a quick visit to... There was a, a truck show in Monaghan about an hour and a half from from where I'm living, so I was actually up in uh, I was up in the north on on my motorbike at a at a different, different event, and I just caught. This is just today. This is a few oh, hours today. ago. No, it's Sunday, by the way. Sunday the fourteenth so, yeah, of November. Sunday, Sunday the fourteenth. So uh, pretty late time of the year to have a have a truck show, but uh, called in. It was at the at, at a hotel in Monaghan, but there was there was quite a lot of trucks there. Um, but the thing that struck me was like the the amount of uh it was obviously primarily scanias and and scania v8s at that uh few volvos and we were just talking about after and i thought you know what for for whatever the number of trucks were there didn't see one mercedes didn't see one mm-hmm. uh, man it was all uh scanias but just to go back to your point about the v8s like it's it's uh and bob beach mentioned this before like that that the, the brand image that they have and 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 uh not so much the image but just the whole uh hype about the the v8 and the marketing yeah. the amount of young lads going around there with skinny jeans and boots and everyone had you know v8 and scania jacket and all that and it's kind of um sort of interesting when you're saying that that you, you know you think that the v8 you know it's it's not going to be there forever and, and it'll go and um, you, you'd wonder what you know what what's going to be well, the standardised the, the it's it's a it's a straight six engine. That's the way that they're going to go forward. I mean, the elephant in the room with them is MAN and Scania are the same company. They are Trayton, and they use different drive Correct, lines yeah. and different engines. Trayton owns VW, Audi, Seat, Skoda, and the car division absolutely do not use different drive lines and different engines. They all run the same. Um, so that must be a subject of some discussion as to what MAN can use from Scania and you know there might be some wailing and gnashing of teeth of this what Scania can use from MAN because MAN have a straight six yeah. engine uh, in 15.4 litres I think and Scania are still going to need that big engine capacity for the trucks that they sell in Scandinavia True. because that's what they're designed for in the first place anyway Yeah. so could it, it may possibly be that, that the V8 may make way for a larger capacity six-cylinder outfit, which is based around the 13-litre or existing technologies within the trading group? Maybe. There's no proof or guarantee for any of this, but there's definitely something... Uh, it, you definitely get the Brilliant. feeling that they're softening people up and trying to m- move people, as many people, onto that 13-litre engine as they can. Um, and I've also noticed that they've brought back the super badge, so the super... Applies to the six-cylinder exactly. engine now. They have that on the it's front. It's thirteen liter only. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. To clarify, well, if you've just, not heard, just... uh, that's Scania launched last week their new Super Range, which won't appear until October twenty twenty-two. But it's the biggest update to the Scania range since the next gens came out in twenty sixteen. 
but it's actually a bigger update than that because the next gen was essentially just the cab and this is an entirely new driveline. It's new gearboxes, new axles, everything down to air tanks. There's mirror cam options. The mirror cam's mounted at the bottom of the window on the door rather than at the top, but it's a retrofit from the dealer, so if you want it, you've got to go back to the dealer and get them to take your mirrors off and put the mirror cams on. Whatever, why you'd want to do that, I have no idea, but, you know, some people no doubt will. Um, and the super badge is it's all based around the 13 litre, which now goes 420, 460, 500, 560. And I think that's kicking out 2,800 newton metres of torque, which still isn't as much, you know, the V8 is still quite a substantial jump in torque from there. Um, you're still talking to sort so of 3,300 you know, for a 580, I think. Okay, but what about the 530, which is only yeah, coming now, out now? The 530, How does that 530 yes. stack up against... Yeah. Well, the 530 V8. Now I'm getting, I'm taking Keltrucks 530 V8 S series out in January, um, and Alan Davey, AAD Transport, he's quite interested to have a look at this because his benchmark truck is either a 540 S or a Volvo FH 540. He's got some dual clutch ones of them, so it'd be curious to see how that V8 performs because that is obviously a low tune, unstressed version of the V8. There's not many of them that are sold here, or in Ireland for that matter. I think it's more an engine that's used in other markets. But uh, compare, I mean, the 540 is relatively highly tuned, you know, that's a, that's a decent bit of grunt for a 13 litre, um, even before you introduce the 560 and things. So I'll be curious to see how that does. I actually asked Keltruck, I said, could you maybe give it to one of your customers for a couple of weeks before I get it so it's not absolutely brand new? Because I know it's quite lucky that I get trucks which are totally brand new, with like 700 kilometres on them sometimes, but they're so tight that you don't necessarily get an accurate impression of what it's like because it needs to loosen off a little bit. And I'm just doing that for somebody else over the course of the first week. Um, and the, it, I mean, some trucks take a good 100,000 kilometres before they're fully bedded in. But um, I'd be curious to see what that 530 does in terms of fuel economy and how it pulls and how it matches up to the, the 540. And obviously I've got them pretty much back to back, uh, driving one and then the other, the, the S series and then the R, the R540. So I thought it'd be interesting um, to see what to see how they both do. What I've heard as well is that the obviously the 530 is replacing the 520, but the difference is going to be that 530 is based around the same block as the 580s and the 650s, whereas the 520 was yes. a different engine, and obviously it gave a, it gave a lot of problems in the start. So that that you know, and and one thing I, I noticed that like the 520s in the next gens they didn't really really sound that good, whereas there is a nice kind of a deep thump off the especially the 650s in in the oh, next yeah. gen. So it'll be inter interesting to hear what the 530. And now of course we have the 590, which has been which has replaced the, the 580, and I not thought that was a kind of a funny kind of a funny rating to pick a 590 it's kind of why don't you just go like 600 you know just give it an extra why, 10. exactly why don't you go 600 and it just sounds it sounds sounds a lot better but um I, I, something i've noticed here uh recently in ireland is that's we've 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 kind of had a few more the 540 in the volvo seems to be getting uh more popular than it was like they were they were quite rare one time it was just like 500 was the standard in the volvo but i was talking to a guy yeah. uh yeah, definitely a, he had a brand he had a, yeah he had a new 540 Volvo Globetrotter with um, he was pulling a walking floor trailer as well and it was interesting he told me it had a retarder 
so he had the option. So obviously, you know, most I, I don't know if the if the Volvo engine brake. I presume it's a, it's a standard fitment. I could be corrected on that. But any any of them I've driven have a Volvo engine brake. But mm-hmm. uh, he, this guy said he this, he specced he specced the retarder. I think it was uh, it was something along the lines of three grand for retarder, or it was like five grand for retarder and Volvo engine brake. But he just went for the retarder, something along those lines. And uh, I was asking what it was like. He said not quite as as powerful as the as a scanning retarder but he said definitely uh, well worth having and i presume there'd be a lot more pull on the than a than a volvo engine brake which is which is not bad but uh, like i notice when when you're heavy it's it and uh, you're coming down a hill it's nice to have that retarder mm-hmm. oh definitely uh, well, the retarder or something which is always associated with Scania pretty much that's most of the time when I've got one of those most of the time if a retar- I would encounter a retarder that would be with a Scania or uh, oddly enough a gas truck <laughs> the Ivecos all had them because they obviously didn't have the, the sort of because of spark ignition they, they, they don't have the, the compression to run the engine brake so that's why they'd have the Speaking retarders of- on them Speaking of Iveco, uh, just while we're talking about uh, new products and product announcements, did you see the Iveco Turbostar S-Way that was launched in Italy? No, I've not seen that, no. Okay, I'll rephrase it, S-Way Turbostar Edition. Have, have a look there now, it was launched in, uh, I'm kind of guessing around Turin or somewhere there, about maybe God, we told three them weeks to do ago, that. roughly. We literally told them to do that at our meeting. That was, I mean, <laughs> we, honest, we did. When, they, when we it's, went and met Iveco's new director, and it, it was pre-COVID, sort of 2019 time, and I remember telling them, yeah, you need to you need to bring that Turbo Star name back. You know? so, yeah, I'm going to claim some credit for that, whether or not it's got anything to do it at all. Well, I, do, I see it on YouTube there, mm-hmm. the Iveco S-Way Turbo Star Special Edition. Are we getting any of the? They didn't do a press release for them in the UK. It must be an Italian-only thing. Uh, it was it was all kept very very hush hush. I know there was. Oh a, look, a it's got the red, blue, and yellow on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The only thing is, the only thing it's cool that they're that they're doing it. But I I think it's in in one way it's almost kind of diluting the whole Turbo Star thing because I was looking at the engine. I was like, okay, right. Well, it's still the same. Uh, the five seventy, just to say thirteen five seventy is like well at least give it a bit more horsepower or do something i know people are like saying oh we'll bring back the v8 like they're not they're probably not going to bring back the v8 but at least tune it up to 600 or just do something so really what is it just a few stickers and badges and a bit of color which that's not what a turbo star is about like a turbo star should be a bit of a fire breather in my yeah. opinion well to be fair the 570 s way is you know it, it goes like oh, a, oh goes exactly like yeah well train, but i know what you mean yeah it's true nice but, to you, but you know you know, you know a little bit. At, like Aye. it's it yeah it's, exactly it's something it's, you know you're just something in terms of in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, just some, something more than, than a few stickers and, and a bit of uh, now I don't know what was on with the interior is it but, uh, but still look it's 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 good it's good that at least you know Ibeck or they're doing something and uh, what about the new DAFs have you seen do you have any of those we haven't seen I haven't seen any new DAFs on the roads in Ireland yet uh, no I, there's one or two in the UK I know um Broughton's, I think Toby from Broughton's who I was driving for last year with the S-Way they've got one on the way on XG Plus which is coming in soon uh, an interesting thing so, to r- note about those new DAFs are not here yet is that London's direct vision standard changes again in 2025 which means that all your kind of big tall cab trucks can't get in there even if they're cameraed up 
Now, the one truck that will get in there is the DAF XF with a window in the door. Bob was telling me about that. That truck can still go into London, so that could be a really popular option. It's not the biggest version. It's not like the XG, but the XF can go in there, which is big enough for most things. So DAF might be on a right winner with that. Haven't seen any yet. I mean, it's a nightmare no. trying to get a hold of the trucks. When I was speaking to Archie about his tippers, he said he'd got in the last, just got in the, the last order for 2022 for MAN, and that's the order book shut and they'll be on to 2023. Guys are having to wait like over a year to get trucks yeah. so often. Um, I've got an interview with uh, DS Smith for an upcoming article in the issue and they're buying all P cabs because they're going to London all the time. They've got crane lorries and it's the same. It's well over a year to get things. The companies can't get semiconductors mm-hmm. and going back to electrics and COP26, China is the country that um, holds all the cards with batteries. So we'll be at the mercy of China if you want batteries. And they're already saying, well, prices may go up due to supply and demand and everything. So you're going to get held over a barrel by them. So, you know, mm. uh, crack on with your combustion engines, I say. It's 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 not easy to get a hold of anything. So I've not seen any new DAFs yet. I haven't seen any 590s or 660 Scania's yet. Um, what else have I not seen? Uh, I haven't seen many new Volvos, although I haven't been doing a lot of driving. They are starting to filter into people now. Um, although I haven't, I haven't uh, yeah. seen them in person, so so. Oh. Mm, we've we've had uh, we've, there's, there there are six sixties here in Ireland. Uh, now there's a couple that I know of that didn't actually come through uh, the the main Scania dealers. They came through um, other dealers. Six sixty four way two left hookers, and they're the first ones that I know of. They've gone on the road here in, in the past couple of weeks. But anyway, uh, that's. Probably all the all the Scania news. Do you want to hear about the the little FH sixteen uh, gathering we had last weekend? Yeah, whatever whatever else you've been up to, because there's obviously been a lot since because we haven't spoken for yeah, a while. Well, uh, well, yeah, last so week keep going. So a Volvo last, gathering. Is this, well, did you Volvo, do, is this for the magazine, or is it just a thing? Um, this is. For, yeah, it, it will be for the magazine. Yeah, Love when I get around it. to it, Dougie. I've got cool. the photograph. I got some really nice photographs. So what? It, what? It, what it was? So, um, an old guy with a, he's got a beautiful 2010 FH16 600 four by two with a, in a beautiful shade of blue that came from an owner driver in Holland. Mm. So um, that's yeah. It's just a, it's just a really really nice looking truck so we were talking about doing something for the magazine it's it's like an fh 16600 uh, 4x2 left hooker on on air is is quite a rare truck like we don't I, I probably know of one other 600 here um in ireland especially one that's it's it's the sort of truck that even guys that the uh, you know the lads that say like well now i'm not i'm not a volvo I, i'm a scania man but that's a nice truck like this is i've often as i've often said this to me so we were talking about doing it a while ago didn't happen he got a few got it painted up few stone chips and that so last weekend uh, the weather was was quite fine i said listen let's meet up for a few photographs and i said tell he's got another friend of his who's who's done up if you're listening now it's he's, he's done restored uh 2007 fh 16 660 mm. twin wheel tag on air so that's that's a truck that came from Denmark, and he's done a really really nice job on it. Uh, very unusual colours: yellow, grey, a uh, bit of I think the wheels are kind of like cream. It, it's it when you see it, it's you know it, it works. So the, I said, well, there's 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 two generations. There's a version two, 
anniversary three and I was going to take photographs of them. I said, well, sure, I might as well bring along the version one F816. So we had we had three three generations of, of the Volvo F816, which um, in Ireland is kind of quite rare. You could have all the generations of the Scania's any, any day of the week if, if you wanted. Um, but that was, so we met up and, and got some nice photographs. So on, on both of those guys are, are uh, pretty young kind of fellas in, in their 20s. And uh, the the blue the six hundred is working. That's working full time, Irish work and, and a bit of English work, and then the the six sixty has only recently been restored. And does it does a small bit of work. That guy's a mechanic full time, and he's also restoring an R five hundred uh, twin tag as well. Similar spec, you know, twin tag left over mm. air, oh, all the, all the all the bits. But uh, it was just just something I thought was kind of. You know, nice no, really and, interesting and, uh, looking and something yeah. something a bit different yeah exactly yeah. just kind of uh, r- rare ones yeah because um they uh, have, having all the generations of the 16 litre volvo is is very very rare and there's only there's one company I know of in uh, in scotland which who have all the generations mm-hmm. and, and i contacted them before and just kind of haven't got around to it but so that was um that was one i did You remember in the old magazine when they had the the on the job uh, section? Aye, I mean we do we we do do them now and again. Usually it's you that goes and does them, but yeah. it's not specifically called yeah. on the job yeah. because we well, do. No, have no. One well, I was in the next issue that you've gone and done, which we drafted in there. I had high high hopes to go and do an accurate next month page, and then I had to go and hold editor's choice over, and then I had to go and hold John McGuinness, the bike racer's feature over because he ended up going out to Greece for quite a few days and I couldn't get in touch with him to update it, But so they'll be coming in the um, January issue uh, but we've got a feature in the upcoming issue which comes out this Friday which is from you, where you're out in a pretty high spec Volvo and also Scania uh, doing milk collections Yeah so I went down to um Went down, to, went down to County Cork about it was over two hours away and, and stayed with relations down there it was up at, up at the crack of dawn this is after a week of, of uh, being on the walking floor you know so I went down late Friday night we got up at uh, early Saturday morning and, and um, met a guy that runs uh, he's got five trucks all very very really well presented fresh trucks uh, three of them on milk collection so we started off the day in uh, 2011 R580 normal cab uh, tag axle um, with a with a milk tank went off and did a load of milk collections around kind of rural County Cork Limerick Kerry borders that area uh, which was quite an eye opener for me I, I mm. have had never done that kind of work and I've always been pretty interested you know just it's 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 a sector of haulage that um, I've always been interested you know they they don't have to run by uh, digi cars or tack graphs so that's always something you'd be into no. Um, to be honest, you actually couldn't. You're 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 so busy. There's a couple of sector, sectors here that don't have to run by it. There's um, uh, milk collection and also guys doing uh, awful haulage from milk factory or meat factories. Awful, as in like uh, meat sort of the scrapings yes. and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you're you're going around, so we, we, you could have like six or maybe the on average about six collections of milk, and and you're in and out of each place in I don't know like you know five minutes it's really really quick kind of fast-paced job and then you go go to the creamery offload and you're back to your next door like so you kind of can't be just sitting up there you know staring up and waiting for the minutes to click away on this oh. digital car thing so 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 they're exempt so we did we <laughs> went in the um went in the scania 
the uh, the R580 and then came back and just for a comparison then we, we dropped the trailer and for a second load then we hooked up with a with a Volvo FH 500 dual clutch dynamic steering uh, full air mm. suspension the tag axle as well just as a as a comparison so that was it's nice you know going out the yards and taking photographs of trucks but it's also nice to be able to go, go out and, and go with guys that are that are uh, driving trucks and see yeah. see what it's like for for a for a driver in a in, in a different sector. So that that'll be in the magazine. I was glad to hear that you've slotted that in for for the next next issue. Got, it's in the December issue, which is on sale this coming Friday, which is the nineteenth of uh, November, and then we've got another issue that comes out on the seventeenth of December, and that's the last one on the thin paper because the February issue. Uh, which comes out in January. That's printed on thicker paper. The price goes up like forty-five pence Good. an issue, but nobody minded about that. You know, it's well worth the investment to have that nicer quality paper there, and that will have Michael Taylor's one four three in it, which is obviously a very iconic truck from back in the day. It's already been an editor's choice and trucking driver in the early nineties. Was it the early nineties? Yeah, I was early nineties. Yeah, it was about ninety. Three, maybe ninety two, kind yeah. of that. That yeah. Yeah. So that um, truck's been photographed actually, again, and you've written it. So. But yeah, well, I still haven't written it. That's on the. I've I've, I've spoken to Michael. Yeah, writing, I was yeah. going to go up last weekend. I am writing it. Yeah, but uh, we Michael made a suggestion. What about doing a doing a two page poster? So I said, well, sure. Look, it might coincide with with getting the um the better quality paper. So yeah, I'd held it over nice for that. There. So. Oh, good. Oh, perfect. That's yeah. Well, that's 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 good. So it's all. Oh, looking very positive there. A couple of the other ones I was out as well lately. I was down with uh, MJ McGuinness there in County Kenny. He's got a nice fleet of, uh, he's got about 11 Scania V8s. He's got about eight working and, and a couple of show trucks as well. So I went down with MJ there. He had all his, all his, all his drivers gathered up, had a kind of a driver's day and, and um, you know, fantastic fleet of trucks and nice kind of camaraderie, camaraderie there. It was like a kind of a little sort of a private, private truck show so took a load of photographs and and did an interview with, with MJ and, and wrote up about the um he's he's done some uh, major modifications to some of the trucks uh, like he's got a he's got a T cab four by two like genuine T cab a zero three one T five eighty that was converted from four by two into a twin tag um a fully restored one six four five eighty twin tag that was saved from a records yard. So it was uh <laughs> that was that was quite interesting also um, what else did I send you as well? I was down in Cork with an X uh, T cab, another T cab, an XXL T cab that's out working mm. every day. So look, lots, lots of stuff there, Dougie. It's uh, keeping keeping busy. Uh, it's let's say Christmas is really piling in on top of us now. I wish it. Uh, I've been. I've not done very much for the past few months apart from simply get the magazine out the door. So I'm just getting back to being like busy and everyone knows the bad weather and everything creeps in and all that that sort of stuff. You you got anything you got anything planned for Christmas or New Year or anything this year? Are you doing any well, particularly special driving or anything like that? Because you uh, like I to do that, in... don't you? You like to go away for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I did thing. last. Uh, One of your things. That's my <laughs> thing. Yeah, and and especially that uh, scene as I've been. I've been on on Irish work uh, for for the last few months months, which has been grand, but. Uh, I, I, I've been looking forward to uh, a trip out. So this Christmas I'll be away again. 
and going out for uh, Amigo International, where who I've been out for before and and wrote a few trip diaries and trip reports for. So I'll be heading out uh, over over Christmas. Not sure exactly where yet. Probably well, we'll be starting off in France and then hopefully end up in either Italy or Spain. So the guys have uh, have bought. They've actually gone through a quite a buying process lately, and they've added uh, six new Scania's to the fleet. All oh. fairly fairly uh, fairly high spec trucks. So they bought uh, they bought a couple of. Uh, Ones which would be a, kind of a fairly fairly generic spec, we'll call it in Ireland. So like right and drive S650 uh, midlifts. Mm-hmm. Then th- there was uh, a couple of 660 uh, S660 or 660 S's, 4 by 2 left hookers. There is a 650 left hooker that came from Holland. And then there was another right and drive 650, a nice, uh, nice. All those trucks were white, and then a nice silver one that came to. Uh, sorry, and then there was uh, what else? Did and, a, and a wine one, a wine left hooker 650 as well, which is probably one of the nicest ones. So, um, yeah, it's I don't know what exactly I'll be going in, but um, when, oh, I, was, when I was out last. A lot more yeah, settled this year as well, because we had all that bloody mayhem last year. Because not only was COVID uh, a lot worse than it. W- the problems with that were a lot worse than they are now. We also had um, the whole Brexit mayhem here anyway, which obviously had a, yeah. a knock-on effect to neighbouring countries such as Ireland. So it should be Imagine. easier and just straightforward because you're just going to go right around the UK, aren't you? You're not going to yeah. go in, in, travel through here. You're going to get the boat right round. I was saying, like, we've, we've, gone, uh, we've gone 46 minutes now and we didn't mention Brexit until now, so I think it's done quite well. <laughs> um, yeah, so th- I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be going out direct, yeah, uh, as we call it, just direct as uh, either Dublin, Sherbrooke, Rosslare, Sherbrooke, or now, actually, a bit of breaking news in the past couple of weeks, we've got a new ferry link between, excuse me, uh, Rosslare and Le Havre, which previously wasn't there so that's that's an extra an extra cost because a lot of guys actually are are, are uh, because those new direct ferries even though there is extra capacity now it's still quite hard sometimes to get a booking especially if there's a bit of bad weather and you know it's one ferry is off so that's that's mm-hmm. that's been a bit of big news uh, lately yeah, that Brittany ferries are starting a new crossing between Rosslare and the Harves so but and Brittany ferries are always pretty nice to travel with, so that's that's what I'll be doing. Doug, probably uh, having said that, I'll be out direct, and then uh, a lot of times we end up bringing loads back into back into England or the UK, and and then loading back into Ireland. So I still might have to go through go through a few uh, formalities and procedures, unfortunately, mm-hmm. along the way. But you know, it's it's that's all that's all oh, part of stuff, oh, Perfect. Well, hey, have we got any other business? Anything you want to cover that we've not any covered other business? yet? No, there's only one. There's only one. Uh, just a couple of my uh, podcasts before we were speaking about uh, Mercedes Benz trucks, and I wanted to, I wanted to correct a few of my technical uh, inc- uh, incorrections. Corrections. You go, you go for it. That's very conscientious. So yeah. So <laughs> I was talking. Yeah. Well, I was I was talking to a very very knowledgeable Mercedes Benz uh, aficionado at the at the show in Gaden. Uh, his name is Dominic Newby, and I'm oh, sure Dom, no, we Dominic know Dom well. Yeah, she's been yeah, in the magazine a couple he, of times. He, he, yeah, and Dominic said he enjoys listening to the podcast. Hi, Dom. Nice to hear, but <laughs> but he said um, he correct he corrected me, and and I kind of knew myself when I was talking about the gearbox on that 1853 
Actros but, Megaspace that I was driving, I erroneously called it the EPS electronic power shift, which I just picked that out of the sky and I couldn't remember, but it's actually called the Telligent. Ah. Not intelligent, intelligent. So I just wanted to correct, uh, make that correction. So that's yeah. very conscientious don't, don't of you. <laughs> <laughs> so Dominic, Dominic knows his, Dominic knows his stuff, and I like being corrected. And if there's anything else that uh, mistakes that I make along the way, uh, don't don't claim to know everything. I'm always curious to find out, and uh, there's there's always someone who who knows more than you. So. Um, yeah, uh, there was one more actually, and I think there's nobody corrected me, but I think I, I know I made, I made that mistake myself. I was talking about Volvo FH12 520 version 2, but I think by that time, when they went to the 520s, they had gone to the 13 litre engine, so it was just called the FH FH12s are pretty early. It was F, F, yeah, it was, it was, well, there was an FH500, and then it was F, there was, uh, then it was the 460, but then the 480s and the 520s. Or mm-hmm. thirteen liters. So I just, as I was saying it, I was, th- I had to, I, I kind of got a bit muddled. But no, now, in fairness, nobody corrected me on it. But I just, there probably will be someone out there thinking like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. not, right. he's, he's incorrect there. So by all means, open the correction all the time. Yeah, perfect. That's good stuff. I eh? <laughs> cool. All right. Well, you're out. You're out again. Walking, flooring it next week. I am indeed. Yeah, okay. I will be on the road again, heading for heading for Dublin, trying to beat the traffic first thing in the morning. And uh, in the yeah, with the oh. I'll have the I'll have the microwave going at about uh, about nine or ten o'clock with a bit of um, bit of black pudding and, and sausages in it. So uh, hey, it's, it's oh. not a, not a, not a bad not a bad old gig at all, you know. So that's that's what that's what I'm at next week, and that's what I'll be at for the next next couple of weeks, and until we kind of spread our wings again and and, and head for the continent. So by then, I'll be quite looking forward to it. Oh, that'll be good. Well, I'm going to go and crack on just now and get on down to the supermarket because I need to go and make all my packed lunches uh, for across next week because I'll be out in, the, out in the tipper, which I've not done for a while. So I'm going to head off and do that. And um, next time around, I will update everybody on how that's all gone and we'll uh, catch up with Paul again soon as well. We're going to try and be um, getting a podcast out every single week and run up to Christmas, hopefully. Well, it's been great to catch up with you again. Uh, I'll be sure to do it again soon much sooner than we left it for the last time yeah lovely to talk to you Dougie again and we'll do it sometime soon in the future brilliant okay I'll catch you later cheers all the best thanks bye bye thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode to keep up to date with the latest news 100% for drivers visit truckanddriver.co.uk where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.